0: going on hogline nation welcome back to the hogline podcast i'm your host mitchell manis alongside co-host jack manis and today you are listening to the 149th episode of the podcast one more until we get to episode 150 i am very excited to hit another milestone with you guys hello jack how are you doing today
1: i'm doing well ready to talk some nfc
0: yeah, we just did the AFC, and we are ready to go here with the NFC uh, preview. As I mentioned on the previous episode, our fourth NFL preview. Um, very happy to be with you guys for four years. Um, but very excited as well for the NFL season to start. Uh, starts on September 9th with two teams that we'll be discussing here within the next hour or so, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Um, should be a pretty fun one. And Dak will be back, and obviously we get to see the Super Bowl champions again, who return all 22 of their starters, which we'll, we I'm sure we'll be discussing in a little bit more detail uh, later on. But nonetheless, uh, where do you want to start? Uh, should we go in the same geographical order that we did with the AFC? We go east, uh, east, south, north, west?
1: Um, no, I want to end with the east. Let's go backwards.
0: Okay. All right. We'll go backwards then. So we're starting with the NFC West, perhaps the most well-rounded division in football, at least in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Winner could, I mean, I think one team's a bit of a stretch to win it, but it could be any of the four teams, which you can't say that with any other division. Um, Who do you have winning?
0: I have the Los Angeles
1: Rams. Okay. Uh, How about, I think we should just read off what we have, the standings, and then talk about teams. Okay. So All right, you go. Can go first. Okay. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. For you go.
0: Rams first at 12 and 5. Okay. 49ers in second at 11 and 6.
1: Okay. Seahawks in
0: third at 11 and 6. Okay. Cardinals in fourth at 8 and 9.
1: Okay. Um, the Seahawks first 12 and 5, Rams second 11 and 6, 49ers third 10 and 7, Cardinals fourth 7 and 10.
0: Generally the same. Yeah. All right, so who do you want to talk about first?
1: Uh, let's go to the Seahawks cuz I had them in first, you've been third.
0: Yes, but only one game back from the Rams. Okay. First, so
1: All right, I got Seahawks at 12 and 5. Um defense isn't great. I, I, the Seahawks kind of go against like everything I stand for with uh, a good football team, which a s- solid team always has. And when I predict a good offensive line, a good defense. Seahawks don't have either of those. <laughs> Their defense isn't great, but they have Bobby Wagner, who's a great middle linebacker, um, which I think is really important. Jamal Adams is kind of a meme, but. He's still very good. Their cornerbacks are very bad, and their pass rushers honestly don't excite me, which I think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. Um, and it's kind of Russell Wilson's forte. Like, he, I think he is one of the only quarterbacks in the league that can handle a lot of shootouts. Um, and his receiving weapons can handle that as well. Uh, I love DK Metcalf. Um, NFL top 100 had him as a top five receiver. I think that's pretty much accurate. I think he's, I mean, I don't just think he is very dominant. Tyler Lockett is fantastic Well, as well. They draft Dwayne Eskridge. Um, interesting draft pick there. They got a lot of weapons. Chris Carson's a good running back too. So um, kind of odd that I have them at 12 and 5 first in the best division football, considering what I just said, but that's just, goes to show how much I trust Russell Wilson
0: yeah for sure I mean they yeah like you said their defense does not look promising to me either uh, I feel like they never really they haven't had a pass rush on a in a few years now and that's still going to be the case going into this season as well um, pretty average offensive line they did acquire Gabe Jackson from the uh, the Raiders so I guess that's one addition uh, Dwayne Brown is a, is a great tackle for them, but you know, the rest of them, it's kind of suspect a little bit, but ultimately, as you just said, the, they're pretty much a lock for 10 wins if Russell's is the quarterback for all 16 games. Yep. So I just pulled up their record every year uh, since uh, Wilson got drafted and it went 11 and five, 13 and three, 12 and four, 10 and six, 10, five, and one, nine and seven, 10 and six, 11 and five, 12 and four. Wow. So, I mean, only one year they won single digit games and they were nine and seven that year. So they're still, they're a great team. And I feel like there's always one analyst throughout the off season where he has like the hot take, quote unquote, that the Seahawks are going to like finish eight and eight or nine and seven, but it never happens. So yeah. It's just it's gonna be the same thing this year. I mean, their defense isn't gonna be great, but it doesn't really seem to matter. And I feel like every year, this was certainly the narrative last year, going into last season. I think they were like seven and one, I believe, in maybe 2019, in one possession games.
1: Yeah. And everyone
0: was saying how that was gonna regress, but usually that does regress. Regress, but not if you have Russell Wilson. That's just it can he can maintain that. So yeah, that's just how good he is. So. Seattle's a pretty solid team. I have them in third still, but eleven and six. So that just goes to show how great the division is. Um, we'll move on. We'll talk about the uh, the Rams here. and I have them at first at twelve and uh, five. Jack has them and second at eleven and six. Uh, they obviously made a very big move trading Jared Goff in exchange for Matthew Stafford. They bring in Deshaun Jackson. He's pretty old, and he probably won't make much of an impact, but he is, I guess, a depth signing. Drafted Tutu Atwell in the second rounds. They re-signed Leonard Floyd. Uh, They did lose a couple pieces in the secondary, as we mentioned when we were talking about Cleveland in last episode with Troy Hill and John Johnson. Um, So, you know, a couple pieces of their secondary uh, are gone now. And they also lose um, Gerald Everett and Josh Reynolds, so a couple of their uh, secondary receiving options, if you will. Um, pretty solid offensive line. PFF has them ranked to eighth, so pretty good unit there. Man,
1: um, I mean, just add, that that offensive line turned around so quickly, like going at the end of 2019, going into 2020, like their offensive line was like one of the worst, like, but out of out of nowhere, like a lot of guys um just had great years. So I mean good for them. Um I wrote down that their defense I think could actually have some holes. Um you mentioned they lost some guys. Um they don't really have too many notables outside of Aaron Donald, Jed Ramsey, which those are like the one of the two best like the two best defenders in the league, like one of them. Um, So, I mean, it's still like a formidable, like it's a good defense still. Um, Also, they lost their defensive coordinator Brandon Staley. So could have an effect on that. Uh, However, bringing in Stafford, that moves the needle for me. I think they're going to be just fine. I have them at 11 and 6. Mitchell has them 12 and 5, you said, or same
0: no, oh, 12-5 and five winning the division. Okay. Uh, yes, you're right. I think that depth on the defensive side of the ball is a little bit of a concern. Uh, they, I, I mean, I do think they have some pretty interesting names outside of obviously Donald and Ramsey, who are two of the top five defensive players in the league. But Leonard Floyd, as I just mentioned, I mean, his first year with L.A., he had 10.5 sacks, so that's that's a pretty good number for him. He looks to maintain and maybe even exceed that as well. Um, And Darius Williams had a, I believe he had a pretty good postseason, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had, I don't know. I don't know. I think he had a decent amount of interceptions last year. So he's also a pretty solid number two corner. Um, But the main difference here, in my opinion, is I just think Stafford and Goff, that it may not seem like that big of an upgrade, but I think you will see how big of an upgrade it will be during the course of the season. I mean, you can look at these guys and say over the past few years, their numbers aren't that different, but I think it goes to show how well run the Rams are versus how poorly run the the, the lions are. And you're going to see that this year. I think golf is going to have his numbers are going to see a significant dip and Stafford's going to see a significant increase in his numbers this year. So I think you're really going to, sh- it's going to be uh, shown the difference between these two organizations through these two quarterbacks so i don't know i'm really high i'm really really high in the rams and i have been for most of the off season. so i th- I think they're going to win this they're going to take the west okay. um all right so we will move on to the 49ers uh, another very interesting team and i did not know how you were gonna what you were gonna go with them i feel like i'm generally not high on the 49ers, I don't really know why. I feel like the past couple of years I have picked them to be finished worse than they have.
1: Didn't you have uh, them at 10 wins though? This
0: year I have them at 11 and 6. So I'm just okay. saying I, I it's a little bit surprising I feel like this year. I feel like I'm I'm no particular reason. I just think I'm generally lower on them than than the consensus. But uh this year I seem to have them at 11. So it, that seems to be where most people have them right around there. Um biggest move they made were uh trading up to the number 3 spot to select a quarterback. No one knew who it was for a while. That was probably the biggest mystery of the going into the draft this year. They end up going with Trey Lance, uh quarterback from North Dakota State.
1: Did they name who's the starter yet? Uh
0: you can start talking first and I will verify, but I they might have gone with said Jimmy, but I I'll, I will check.
1: I don't remember if they did or not, but um Guess to talk about them as a whole, I think their offensive line is like solid, maybe even more than solid, uh, great tackles with Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey. Um Mitchell's going to confirm which quarterback's going to be playing week one, starting week they one, but
0: they didn't say, but okay. I mean, there was the quote a couple of days ago that Garoppolo is, he said, I have a pretty good idea. And he started smiling. So,
1: okay. Um, I I'm I mean, gonna
0: I'm gonna guess it's Garoppolo though.
1: Either one, like I'm. I don't think Garoppolo's terrible, honestly, but I also really like Lance. So, um, regardless, uh, Kittle's gonna be back and healthy. Uh, I love Brandon Ayuk. I think David same is a solid receiver. So, decent guys to throw to whoever it is. Um, defensively, they're still great. Uh, their front seven is fantastic with Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Javon Kinlaw. I think their secondary is just okay, maybe decent. Um. Headlined by guys like Jaquiski Tart, like great name, Jimmy Ward. And um also note they're lost their defensive coordinator, Robert Sala. So um that could affect them there. Uh I think if Jimmy starts may not be for long, and I think Lance would be would provide a uh maybe up and down a little bit, but will provide a good spark to the offense, I think. So Uh, That's why I have them at 10 wins.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's still a very good offensive line. Um, Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey and also Alex Mack was acquired in the uh, offseason. He was previously with Shanahan back in Atlanta. So that's a cool little tidbit as well. So I really like the offensive line and I love Brandon Ayuk as well. He's really grown on me from his rookie year. Wasn't super high on him in their draft season, but he really impressed me last season. So He's someone that I think uh, can definitely make an impact. And um, I think, yeah, as long as Garoppolo's in there, I think they'll get pretty baseline quarterback play, which will certainly be enough with the for how talented the roster is. And um, if they, you know, it's just very interesting to see what's going to happen here. Uh, how long Garoppolo holds off Lance from playing. You know, if he has a couple, if he has a bad stretch of games, are they going to turn to Lance right away? Who knows? Or is it going to take an injury? Or are they going to trade him? There's so many different, avenues that this could go on, which that's why it's certainly very uh fascinating to me. Um so we'll see. And I, I mean if Shanahan misses like if, if this was a miss for him and Lance turns out to be a bust, I think that's not gonna look very good. They did give up a really? lot to get him. So he's gotta be good for his sake in my opinion. All right, so we'll move on to the Cardinals, a team that we have gone back and forth on over the past two seasons. But we seem to be pretty much in agreement this season where I have them going eight and nine and Jack has them at seven and 10. Uh, what You can have the first word here.
1: Um, I'll start with our offensive line. PFF ranked them at 11, which I think that's a little too high. Um, offensively, I mean, they got an elite wide receiver, one, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. And I've never been a huge Christian Kirk fan, but I between him, Rondell Moore, whatever's left of AJ Green, Andy Isabella, I think that can compensate for a wide receiver, too, amongst one of them. Um, I do think the backfield is below average talent-wise, so um, that's another concern there. I think the defense should be better than last year. Bring in uh, J.J. Watt and Malcolm Butler, Um, despite losing Patrick Peterson. What?
0: So Malcolm Butler might retire.
1: Oh, right. I forgot about that. Okay.
0: And they put, I think that today they put them on the reserve slash retired.
1: Yeah, list. I totally forgot. Yeah, I wrote this yesterday, um, my notes yesterday. Uh yeah, that was today. I saw that alert. Um, regardless, um, bring in J.J. Watt, have a healthy Chandler Jones, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, Isaiah Simmons, Zaven Collins. I think those are very like a lot of playmakers they got on that defense. Um, I don't know. I just, I also think, I know, I. I've been critical of Cliff Kingsbury before, and I think you're finally agreeing with me. Uh, if they don't, I think if they have a 7-10 and 10 season, he could be gone. I think he's potentially in the hot seat. And Vance Joseph, too, their defensive coordinator. Like, if they have a bad defensive year with all these playmakers on defense, I think he could be gone as well.
0: Yeah, certainly a big year for Cliff and the coaching staff. Uh, I mean, we all know how I feel about Kyler. He's fantastic. He's He's going to be an elite fantasy option for years to come. And like, like Jack just alluded to, I do think Cliff is kind of holding them back at this point. I think if they uh, get a new coach in there, I think that we could see an even like another level of Kyler Murray, which we've seen so much already in his second year was absolutely fantastic. I think there's even a level that we could, he can elevate to, and especially with maybe equate to more winning football if, if he gets out of there. So I mean, I'm not super high on him. I'm not completely writing him off either. I think there's still a little bit of hope, but you know, patience is kind of running thin. And uh, if he can't get it done and put together a winning season at the very least, and hopefully make the playoffs, it's going to be kind of tough with all the, they got to play these three teams that uh, twice a year each. So that's a, it's a little tough, but I, uh, I overall like the additions they made. I love Zayvon Collins. I think he's, I think he's so good. I would, I was, hoping like if we didn't get Najee, i was kind of hoping for him as well um he was picked before us right the cardinals had the yeah so he wouldn't have been available anyway but i really like him i think he's a fantastic player so um and larry fitzgerald is not going to play this year so him and pastor peterson were two guys that were there for a very long time so gonna be weird not seeing them out there all right we will move on to nfc north Who, well, you can go first. You can read the order
1: you have them in. Read my division standings. Yes. I got the Packers at 12 and 5, the Vikings at 10 and 7, the Bears at 7 and 10, and the Lions at 3 and 14.
0: Big disagreement here. Okay. And first, we have the Chicago Bears at 11 and 6. All right. Then we have the Green Bay Packers in second at ten and seven.
1: All right, not too far off.
0: Vikings at eight and nine. All right. And the Lions at three and fourteen.
1: All right, we agree with the Lions. Um,
0: sorry, I missed. Would you have the uh, the Vikings at
1: second at ten and seven?
0: Ten and seven. Okay. All right. So so a couple
1: game difference with all three of these teams. Where do you want to start?
0: Right, except the Bears was a four game difference, but right. Okay. Let's start with the Packers. Okay, so you have them at twelve and five, win the division. I have them at ten and seven, coming in second place in the division. What what do you think in here with Green Bay?
1: Um, same as last year. I still think Aaron Rodgers is coming with a chip on his shoulder. With everything that happened in the off season, and we all saw what Aaron Rodgers can do when he's got a chip on his shoulder. He goes out and wins FVP. Um so i still think it's a different chip this time like with the whole dispute and everything so i still think he's he's gonna have another fantastic season and just gonna will them to wins um i guess just getting into like their offensive line i know i i also did this before uh back was announced today he'll be entering on the pup so he'll be out for the first six weeks uh Still think the uh, offensive line could be decent. I know they lost Corey Lindsley, but have Elton Jenkins. They spent a second round pick uh, on Josh Myers at center, who will be who will be their center. Uh, bring in Amari Rogers, Randall Cobb for Rogers to throw to. So that's gotta help. Uh, their defense is still great. Um, I can get into the some more specifics on their great defense, but I think you'd agree. So why would you? You got them at. 10 wins you said yes okay so why a little bit two wins less than i do
0: so i do think the offensive line is going to be a concern
1: okay i was thinking that is where you'd go
0: bakhtiari is guaranteed to miss the first six games could be even like it could be half the season um so there's certainly that cory lindsley and rick wagner as well uh they lose so they lose there's a lot of turnover in the offensive line um so i i just i think they're gonna struggle uh in that regard i and i just i still don't completely buy into rogers and the organization being fine it seemed pretty dire and then i just don't i just don't see how they completely just turn things around i think there's still some tension there
1: right that's why i just kind of feel like he's gonna he has he wants to prove himself more and i think it's different he's got great rapport with matt lafleur like i don't think the on-field play, like I don't think it's going to affect his on-field play. His his spat with the organization, I feel like that's just going to even like fuel his fire even more. And also, real quick, to address the offensive line point, I same thing we, I said with Russell Wilson, that like they have a really bad offensive line, and without Bakhtiari, I still think their offensive line better than Seahawks. And Rogers is also one of those few quarterbacks that I think they can just will them to wins. St- and, granted, he's got a great defense to back him up, which Russ does not have. Okay,
0: so I want to hear you talk. I mean, real quickly before we move on, a little bit more about their defense, because I I don't know if I consider it great. Okay. I have Jair Alexander is the top three corner, but explain to me why you you say this is a great defense.
1: Um, well, I think their secondary, as a whole, is great. Doug, Xander, Darnell Savage, and Amos are both uh, good to great players in themselves. And Kevin King looked pretty bad at times last year, but they spent a 1st round pick on Eric Stokes to compensate for that, to take his place, compete. Like, I think just adding the depth wherever his role is going to be, I think that's going to help their secondary a lot. And I mean, I think you'd agree their front seven is good. So, I don't know, what do you, do you disagree, where do you disagree on that?
0: I don't, I don't really buy into their front seven.
1: Okay, I didn't write notes about their front seven.
0: I think you can buy, I think you can run against them.
1: Um, Off the top of my head, they had Kenny Clark, I can't think of actually their middle <laughs> linebacking core, or their linebackers off the top of my head. Um, I'm pulling up their depth chart now.
0: i don't know i'm just not super high on the defense as sir i was oh, darius
1: not- smith zarius smith and kenny clark were their notables in their front seven which i was i guess what i was pretty content with when i read over when i was going through it um i mean has much changed from last year i don't re- recall any anything and they were a fine run defense last year no yeah so that's just where i stand
0: Right. Well, I mean I still have them winning 10 games, which is um mm-hmm. you know, a, a regression from last year, but still not uh you know, not were they were they the one seed last year? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it is regressing, but still 10 wins. Uh, let's talk about the Chicago Bears.
1: Okay. This is so disagree
0: the most on here. You have them at 7 and 10. I have them at 11 and 6 winning the division. Okay, And you got to tell me why they're going seven and 10.
1: Okay. um, I've, you in the AFC episode, you said you've done a complete 180 on Mac Jones. I've kind of done a complete 180 on Justin Fields. The only reason I didn't believe in him is because he's an Ohio State quarterback, but I think he could be the exception. He's looked fantastic in preseason. I think he could be an electric quarterback. Um. I mean, granted, he's not starting week one. Andy Dalton is. I don't think that will last long. I'm not even thinking about that, but um, offensive line's still pretty bad despite uh, bringing in Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, I think. Um, So that's why I don't think, since the offensive line's so bad, I don't think Andy Dalton's going to last long because he's pretty immobile. So that's why they're going to need Justin Fields to come in there and run around. <laughs> um, the defense, I think the secondary is a bit of an issue. They lose Kyle Fuller, and they kind of replaced him with Desmond Trufant, who is got released today, um, which kind of unfortunate. I think that he, he missed time. He's been out of camp since, I think, like August 12th. Cause his father passed, or there was some death in the family. He's he's been away for the past two weeks, um. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they just cut him because he hasn't there. Maybe he's just like isn't ready to come back or whatever. We're, that's aside the point. He's not there, so, um, I think it's an issue. I mean, still so talking about their secondary. They still have Eddie Jackson, that strong safety, but I kind of feel like that's it. So, there are going to be a lot of shootouts, um. Not a lot of shootouts, most shootouts you think, because you'd think that the Bears have a great defense. Um, I mean their front seven's still good with Khalil Mack, um, Roquan Smith and Akeem Hicks, but um kind of putting a lot of weight on Justin Fields to keep them in games if they if their corners and safeties are getting burnt. Uh, which maybe he can do it. Uh I know you believe a lot, in Justin Fields, which I do think he's gonna be good and Maybe in a year or two, like he could be. He's gonna be an exciting quarterback to watch. I really have a feeling, but, and I could see them getting a little more than seven wins. 7 seven ten, yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? Well, you have meant eleven and six.
0: Yes, I do. Um, the Bears, if you don't realize, went eight and eight last season, and if you also don't realize, they had Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky as their quarterbacks. Right. I mean, not
1: good. <laughs> that's
0: not good. And they went 8-8, eight and eight and they made the playoffs with those two guys. It's just, in the roster, I mean, it was Fuller, kind of a big loss somewhat. Yeah, But their offensive line wasn't that great last year. Maybe it's a little bit worse now, but it still wasn't good last year relatively. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was probably fine and competent, but I don't think it was anything special. And it, <laughs> I don't know. I just love Justin Fields. And maybe I'm too high on him, but he wins everywhere he goes. He's just so good.
1: I don't think he wins everywhere he goes. He transferred.
0: He didn't win the quarterback battle over Jake Fromm, but that's not his fault. That's just the coach's fault. Yeah. (laughs) But he's just fantastic. I mean, he's everything you want in a quarterback. He has the arm strength. People were saying that like they had problems with his arm prior to the draft, but I just don't see how they could. He makes so many good throws and he's I, I, I wish the Steelers could have made a move for him and got him. But it's fine. You know, the Bears made the move and I, I think it was great on them and I, again it, it is a bold call saying they're gonna win this division, but I'm sticking with it. I think they're making the playoffs at the very least. They made it last year with the it, it, you just the only thing that could mess this up is if for some reason Matt Nagy is so stupid, which I'm not going to completely roll out, and they just don't start him till like week 7 or 8. And then by then it's too late. But
1: I think it's fair to say like they made the playoffs last year, they're going to bound to make it again. Just focusing on just looking at them as a team, but I kind of feel like a lot of other like bubble playoff teams got better, which is going to make it tough.
0: I don't know.
1: Like I think two teams can come out of the East this year. Uh, Niners are definitely contention to be in the playoffs. Um, I'm higher on the Vikings than you are. How about we just transition right into the Vikings now? Sure. Okay. Uh, so you had them at, well, I had them at 1070. You had them at eight and nine. Correct. OK. Um. You start. I've been starting the past few times.
0: Sure. So Vikings, they went seven and nine last year. This year, PFF has them ranked as the 27th offensive line. So it's certainly not a good unit at all. I mean, part of this is just internal bias and irrational fear of Dalvin Cook injuries. <laughs> So that's I'm I'm not gonna just I'm gonna be honest. I think that is certainly playing a part in it as well. Uh, I just think he's gonna get hurt, and it's gonna be a shoulder injury because he's had shoulder problems all throughout his career. Um, So I think it's gonna be that. And Kirk, I know we have different opinions about him. I just think he's a good, fine quarterback, but I just think his ceiling is a little bit lower than some other quarterbacks. And it's not all bad, though. I do like some of the additions they made to kind of make up for their uh, for the losses they had. Uh, they lose Anthony Harris. They bring in Patrick Peterson. Daniil Hunter's returning to the team from last year. Uh, I mean, sorry, he wasn't there last year, but he's going to be playing. They drafted Christian Derisole. Uh, They bring in Dalvin Tomlinson from the Giants, who's a pretty good run stopper. And they lose Riley Reef as well, but again they said they drafted Daris also. I think mm-hmm. they definitely made up for the people that they lost on their team, which is certainly a good thing. But ultimately, I think the offensive line is still not great, and Kirk will, you know, ultimately he's going to play fine, but they're going to be right around five hundred, in my opinion. That's where I see them at.
1: Um, just thinking about this team makes me like, I love Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I think I'm the only person in the world who has such, like, a strong passion for Kirk Cousins.
0: Yeah, most people are pretty indifferent towards him, to be honest. Yeah,
1: but I think he, I think he's going to be extra motivated this year. Um, I thought it was, like, a contract thing that he, like, could be – don't quote me on this. Maybe he could be, like – they could move on from him. Well, aside from the whole contract situation – actually, I don't think they can move on from him. But they draft Kellen Mons early. Uh, I think that's going to motivate him a little bit. Um, he's a very, it may not seem like it, but I really do think he's one of the most competitive quarterbacks in the league. Um, so I think him being motivated is going to help. Um, he's got, I mean, they're right up there with, uh, they're not quite there. They're right there with the Titans, though, with the receiver duo and running back they got. So he's got weapons. Offensive line's not great. I, it's, like no secret they're i mean they drafted there so as you said brian o'neill solid but other than that not very good i just think that with the two receivers they have it's just gonna he's gonna air it out and um i like the offense still defensively just looking at their uh defense like their depth chart i really like the depth they had and i really really like daniel hunter a lot um last we saw him uh, he put up back to back seasons of 14 and a half sacks in 2018, 2019. So I, that's going to be huge for them. Bring in Patrick Peterson, Brashad Breeland, and Xavier Woods. So, and again, I'd send, mentioned I mentioned I like a lot of the uh, guys I have on defense. Um, I think they're deep. So that's why I had them at 10 wins. Great defensive coordinator as well.
0: Yeah, they better be deep, better on defense as opposed to. Letting up six touchdowns, to Avin Kamara on Christmas like that—that that was absolutely embarrassing. So yeah. they better be better than that trash performance. I'm done talking about the Vikings. So let's move on.
1: I love Kirk Cousins. I might wear. Should I wear my Kirk Cousins jersey to class tomorrow?
0: Sure, do it. Maybe. And our draft.
1: I should. I should bring that.
0: No, I mean like the draft we have tomorrow, but also I guess fantasy stars.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right, so we'll conclude our NFC North discussion here with the Detroit Lions. Let's
1: zoom through the Lions. We spent a lot on these first three teams. I feel like. All
0: right, so we both have the Lions going three and, excuse me, three and fourteen. They have a pretty solid offensive line for being how bad they are. Tenth ranked unit, um, pretty relatively young. They drafted Pennay Sewell, so certainly good in the trenches there not really sure about Dan Campbell, how, I mean, obviously he hasn't coached a game yet in the NFL, but I'm not really he's sure fine. how he's going to. Yeah. He's, he's obviously a great personality, but let's see if he can actually coach. I generally like honestly the direction they're going in. Um, I think it was good that they acquired so many, like they, they're acquiring picks. They have a plan. I am not, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think Dan Campbell was given like a multi-year contract. So they kind of, have established that okay this is going to be a little bit of a process they're not expecting anything really this year they just want to be competitive and you know not really like two concerns about wins and losses but just trying to develop their young players and be a competitive team and try to build a nice culture so I think it's certainly good that they're keeping that expectation in mind so I definitely like the direction they're going in with acquiring more draft capital it's just going to be a rough year for them I mean I don't really see them winning more than five games uh, Jared Goff is, you know, he's not the worst quarterback in the league. I wouldn't call him a bottom five quarterback, but he's not too much. Like he's pretty close, I guess you could 20th. say. Right. I'd say he's probably in the 20 to 25 range. And I do think he's a significant downgrade over Matthew Stafford. Ultimately. Right. Um, Probably have the worst receiving core in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lose Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. That's going to be pretty bad. Um maybe if you include Hawkinson, you can't necessarily say that, but at least maybe the wide receiver group you can say. So, um so yeah, it's going to be pretty bad for the lions and uh yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a process, but I, like I said, I, I am slightly optimistic in the direction they're
1: going in. I'll just read you through my notes real quickly. Um, I agree with your sentiment on, I do like the direction they're heading their offensive line is honestly shaping up pretty well. Like I I love Penny Sewell. They bring in, um, Vitae from the uh, formerly the Eagles. Frank Ragnar is a great center. Jonah Jackson and uh, Taylor Decker have both shown promise on their offensive line. And Hawkinson's a very good blocking tight end himself. So I they're pretty solid there. Um, defensively, new defensive coordinator, they spent their second and third round pick on defensive line. And there are some intriguing guys, I thought, looking at their depth chart to look out for, but it's still a pretty bad unit. And they will. Uh, need a good passing game to keep them in games this year, which golf and their receivers will not be able to do. So, yeah, that's all I got.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right, so we'll move on to the NFC South, and I will read first with the order I have them in. In first place, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 13 and four. I have the New Orleans Saints in second at 11 and 6. I have the Panthers at 7 and 10 and I have the Falcons in last at 3 and thir- 3 and 14.
1: We almost have the same. I got okay. the Bucks in first 3 and f- 13 and 4. Okay. Uh, Saints in second 10 and 7. You had them 11 and 6.
0: Yeah, 11 and 6.
1: Okay. Uh, Panthers third 6 and 11 and then Falcons fourth 3 and 14.
0: All right, that's pretty much the same. Only one game off for the Saints and the Panthers. Yeah. One game worse for each team.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: I guess we'll start off with Tampa Bay. I said at the the top of the episode here that they returned all two 22 starters from the Super Bowl champion team. I don't know how. They worked some cap magic, but they got it done somehow. I feel like that's pretty rare. Not often do you see a Super Bowl team return all of their guys from the, the starting lineup from the previous season but they managed to do it somehow. Fifth-ranked offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. We also talked about Tristan Wirfs. Was that last episode or this episode?
1: Last, yeah. Okay. So
0: we talked about how much of an impact he made his rookie season and how uh, that's not really a common thing, but he's a special player. So he really transformed the the line and they're a great, great unit there. Not really any weaknesses on this roster, to be honest. I mean... I guess the running backs, but they're, you know, Jones and Fournette are serviceable, I guess you could say. Especially, especially behind with that up. line. Right, exactly. Um, they really should just blow through the regular season in my mind. And, uh, you know, I could have even had them winning more than 13 games if I really wanted to, but I think 13 and four is is fine.
1: Yeah, there's – I don't think there's nothing – there's not really much to say. Like, they're a complete team. They obviously showed it when the store last year and they bring back everyone. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tom Brady is 44. How long do you think he's gonna go?
0: He will play this year, next year. He'll play three more seasons.
1: So he's gonna retire after his age forty six season. Correct. Mm. They I mean, win the division here.
0: Yeah. And I won't I'll save it for the end when I say who my my team is, but
1: okay. for the NFC, but
0: Maybe by maybe by three seasons from now they'll they'll be a borderline playoff team, but I think maybe this year or next year they make the playoffs.
1: Okay. Uh, so we'll move on the Saints. Yes, we will. But last thing I
0: wanted to say that Antonio Brown, he's going to have. I think he's a lock for over. I don't want to say he's a lock, but I think he's going to have over a thousand yards in the season.
1: I agree. I think he'll go over a thousand. Do you think they'll go for all three over a thousand?
0: I think they'll be pretty close if not. But I think if Antonio Brown's 16-game pace last year, I think it was 86 catches. I looked at this last night. 86 catches, 930 yards, and eight touchdowns.
1: And that's coming off a year and a half of not playing NFL football.
0: That's exactly what I'm saying. An extra game he has a full off season to be acclimated to this, this system that he just got thrown into off the street. And he still put up almost like on pace for a thousand yards in a 16 game season. I've been getting, I mean, I've been getting him in every mock draft that I've been doing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So just want to put that out there that he is going to have a fantastic season. So, you know, putting our personal feelings aside. I mean, you just can't deny it. I just, I just, I just don't see how he doesn't injury aside. All right, we'll talk about the Saints now. I had them going 11 and 6. Jack had them going 10 and 7. They lose Drew Brees after many years with him in the franchise. They just recently announced that Jason, Jason, Jace, Jamus, excuse me, Jamus Winston. There we go. I almost combined Taysom Hill and Jamus Winston. <laughs> Jamus Winston won the starting job over Taysom Hill. And. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, they they are a very good offensive line, ranked fourth by Pro Football Focus, one of the best tackle duos in the league, and I really don't think from a forty year old Drew Brees, I don't think Winston's that much of a drop off, to be honest.
1: Isn't sorry, isn't that much what? He is
0: not that. If he he might not even be a drop off from that from old Drew Brees.
1: Yeah, I mean, I uh, not a drop off per se, but definitely it's completely a different. Completely type different. Of it. yeah, yeah, right. Um, very good offensive line. Teron Armstead and uh, Ryan Ramchecker, are excellent. Other, other guy, other three, four guys they got are solid. Um, biggest concern is their wide receivers. Michael Thomas starting the year on the pup. He's gonna miss the first five games. I think Kamara is gonna get like ten plus targets a game.
0: You might hear a bold prediction. I have. What is it? Kamara goes for a thousand,
1: a thousand. Okay. He hasn't done either. He hasn't, he, it's kind of odd to think, but like he, his first four seasons, four fantastic seasons, Pro Bowler, all pro, Pro Bowler, at least a Pro Bowl every season, has not topped a thousand in either category, but I could definitely see that. Yeah, every year he's like
0: 700 or 800, but.
1: Yeah, like last year, he was pretty close in like he's like nine close to a thousand, like very close to a thousand rushing yards, like up there and receiving, but I can see that happening. Yeah, I mean, he had seven a little over seven targets a game over his in his fifteen games last year. I mean, he's gotta get ten a game. Like, yeah. It's just so he's gonna get so much volume. Like that's why I just think it's I very I find it very hard for him to like disappoint in fantasy unless your expectations are crazy high, which I don't kind of don't blame you, but I think he's pretty safe just because of the amount of volume he's going to get.
0: I agree. Yeah. Health aside, he's pretty much bust proof.
1: And I think like talent wise, I've always thought he's like one of the most talented running like top five uh, it, talent running back he, in the league.
0: His attempts each year, he's never gotten more than 200 carries. Yeah. <laughs> if he got the workload that Christian McCaffrey got, he would put the same numbers, if not better. Yeah. So it's just like the Saints don't utilize him the same way that the Panthers utilize McCaffrey. So just gotta keep that in mind as well. But yeah, he, he is top three talent running back wise in the NFL, in my opinion.
1: And just a quick note of their defense, they lose Janaris Jenkins and Trey Hendrickson, but they still got a very solid group led by Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore. Um other solid players, Demario Davis, Quan Alexander, Marcus Davenport. Marcus, Marcus yeah.
0: Williams, not bad.
1: Right, except for the Minnesota Miracle.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry sorry Marcus, that's going to be what you're going to mainly uh, uh remembered for, but he's a solid player.
1: Yeah. But I can see them going for 10-11 wins as we both have them. Right.
0: So I I just I don't I certainly don't want to discount them because just because Drew Brees isn't there and it feels feels weird, but I think Winston's going to play well. So, okay. All right, so we'll move on to the Carolina Panthers. I have them at 7 and 10. Jack has them at 6 and 11. And they acquired Sam Darnold uh, from the New York Jets. They move on from Teddy Bridgewater from last year. Also lose Mike Davis and Curtis Samuel uh, as well. They bring in... J.C. Horn from the drafts, um, David Moore, Dan Arnold, and A.J. Boyer, Hassan Reddick as well. That's who I have.
1: Oh, I, I missed that you got A.J. Boye. Yeah. Okay.
0: Still a major concern on the offensive line. PFF has them ranked 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not a good unit at all. Shouldn't really shy you away from Christian McCaffrey as the number one overall pick, though, just because he's going to get so many catches, similar to Kamara not really going to matter the volume is going to be there and he'll he'll find a way to make it work i really like this coaching staff i'm a big joe brady fan and i like matt rule a lot too to be honest
1: this is year one of joe brady right or year two two okay um
0: yeah and i mean year one i know bridgewater has his limitations but four guys with uh a thousand all-purpose yards
1: they had four last year. Yeah. And one Robbie of them, Ander-
0: Robbie were, Anderson, Mike Davis, Curtis Samuel, and DJ Moore all over had a yeah, 30, and total yards.
1: And Chris McCaffrey wasn't even there. So that's impressive. I forgot about that stat. Yeah.
0: I think, I mean, I think that's, that's all that's credit to Joe Brady. He's, he's brilliant. Yeah. I think definitely uh, agree. N- next year, this time he's going to be the number one coaching hire. That's my prediction.
1: That's a good prediction. I can see that happening too. And I mean, he's getting. I think getting an upgrade from um, Bridgewater to Darnold and getting McCaffrey back is huge. Um, Darnold, I still believe in. I think you do too. Uh, he's used to this kind of offensive line talent, <laughs> uh, but his weapons he has to work with and coaching staff so improved drastically. So that's why I think he's gonna he's gonna do well in Carolina. Um, defense is. Decent, I uh, honestly, from like articles I've seen, I think they should be ranked a little bit higher. Um, I like their secondary, Jeremy Chin, Dante Jackson, bringing in you said JC Horn. Um, then they got other like their front seven, I thought was decent too, with Brian Burns, Derek Brown. Um, I guess they have a few other holes, but I think they'll be injured by the offensive line. That's kind of, I guess that's why I have them at six wins. You have them at seven. Um, I have him at seven.
0: Uh I I I don't I wouldn't consider defense good, but it's certainly a very young defense. All those I guys wrote
1: formidable are- defense. I don't know if I said that adjective. I don't okay. know if that's appropriate either. But yeah.
0: Mm, I don't I wouldn't even call it that.
1: Is formidable too glowing? I think so. I'm not too good with adjectives. Like, I don't know. I don't know we, many, we know. a lot of words.
0: So I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're at that level, but it's all it's a very young defense, as you said. All those guys are are relatively young. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting. I think they are gonna be on the rise. And I think it'll take maybe one more year, but maybe in twenty twenty two they could have a maybe a top twelve unit and uh, going yeah. forward and really develop. So I think they, they've got a, a good young core and I, I think it'll take a little bit of time, but I think they are gonna show promise this year for sure on the defense side of the ball. Yeah. Um, and if Darnold can't make it work here, I mean, I, then he's officially a bust, but I am certainly not going to write him off because I love this coaching staff and the weapons are, uh, are pretty great. So yeah, I have them, uh, I have them starting six and six. So I have them being in the mix until uh, then they kind of falter off at the end. They play Buffalo and Tampa Bay and uh, New Orleans. So kind of a tough schedule at the end. So I have mm-hmm. them tapering off, but uh it could be interesting. And, And week one, they play the Jets. So Darnold and Robbie get that revenge game week one. So, all right, we'll move on to the last team in the South. I dropped my microphone, picked it back up. Atlanta Falcons. We both have them at both have them at three and 14, correct? Is that what you said? Yep. Okay. All right. So the Falcons, biggest news, obviously, is they lose, excuse me, Julio Jones. Um, after being with the franchise for, I believe, ten years, something like that, so at least close to a decade, they bring in Mike Davis and they draft Kyle Pitts fourth overall in the draft. Pretty mediocre offensive line. Um, PFF has them ranked twenty fourth. Defense, I have pretty horrible. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna give a lot of points in my eyes, at least. And I don't think Matt Ryan at this point in his career can uh, can do enough to carry this team anymore. And I think that it's going to really catch up to them. And I think they're uh, pretty void of talent. And I think uh, it's going to be a rough year for them.
1: Agreed. Offensive line is not good. Matt Ryan is not mobile. Um, defense is very bad, as you said. Grady Jarrett's fantastic. And like of the league's best defensive tackles, I think their run defense could be okay. Like They got Deion Jones linebacker i think he's decent but pff ranks their the falcons as the 32nd best secondary even with aj terrell and uh also they draft Reggie grant um yeah i don't know it's just it doesn't look good for them i think they're and just to jump back to the other side of the ball i really think their running back room is weird (laughs) like uh i mean mike davis was a decent i mean he had a thousand yards uh, within McCaffrey's absence last year in Carolina, um, just thought it was kind of, I mean, he, they, they did bring him in for cheap. I just thought it was kind of odd. And he's backed up to Quadra Olson, former pit running back, whom I love, but I feel like they're very similar running backs. Um, not the most, uh, not the best pass catchers. Uh, and they just released Javion Hawkins, who he was a UDFA, but I thought he would kind of have a pass catching role there. So kind of confused with that. <laughs> um yeah, three wins seems about accurate. Maybe do a few more. I don't know. Maybe like five.
0: Yeah, I mean three might be a little harsh, but I'm I I, I didn't feel it didn't feel super wrong to me to do that. So mm-hmm. that's what I went with. All right, folks. We're going to move on to our final division here of our NFL preview of 2021, the NFC East. Um, you can go ahead and take the lead and, and read who you have. I think we know who you have winning it, but
1: go ahead. Um, I do have the Cowboys winning, but tied at 11 and six with Washington. Um. I really going through each game, I really thought I'd have Washington ending winning this, but I end up with Dallas. Uh, so Dallas winning 11 and six, Washington also 11 and six. Eagles, I had in third at seven and 10, which is more than I thought. And then Giants, six and 11.
0: All right. So I have the football team winning the division at nine and eight. Okay. The Cowboys coming in second at eight and nine have the Eagles coming in third at six and 11. And I have the Giants coming in last at five and 12.
1: Okay, pretty similar. Just I have a few more wins at the top. I don't know. I, I really like Washington. Honestly, I think they're better than Dallas, but just the way like the games I picked fell that Dallas the tiebreaker, but I don't know. I, I think Washington could make a good, a big step. Um, you have them winning. So why don't we just start with them? Sure. Um, Their defense best in the league, I think, or like top two, top three. Uh, Their front seven of those seven, five of them are first rounders. And like their 2020 first round, they're 2019 for like just go back five straight years all in their, in their front seven. And then also they got like John Bostick, who he's been used he the stairs a little bit, wasn't great, but. He's bounced back, in Washington and Washington has been a very solid part. I know the coaching staff loves him there. Their secondary is also very solid. Um, offensive line still good, even though they released Morgan Moses. Um, they replenished that a little bit with the draft, and it's still a good unit. Um, got Terry McLaurin, some decent wide receiver, two options, uh, with Curtis Samuel and Diami Brown, also Adam Humphreys. Um, and Gibson is an absolute darling. Uh, I love Antonio Gibson, obviously. Uh, didn't already know. Now I think Fitzpatrick is an upgraded quarterback from what they had last year. It was pretty, I mean, a mix of three different guys with, ended with Heineke. Haskins was there for a little bit. Four guys was like Kyle Allen, Alex Smith and Kyle Allen, like, a lot of time over there, but it's going to be a steady, like, same guy for the whole season. Um. Now, do you think whenever you, th- I think Fitzpatrick, and I think a lot of people think Fitzpatrick, they think air raid offense, like, just going all out. Like, I don't know if he's going to be, like, airing it out. I, I can't think of a last time, like, he had a defense this good. Like, he's not going to need to, like, throw the ball a ton. Um. They could honestly rely on the run game a lot with Gibson. He's a great running back, and um, I mean, if he does need to throw it, he, he's got options. McLaurin is is very, very good. Um, I don't know. I just really like Washington. They turn it around really quickly. Very impressive, and I think a lot of it goes to Ron Rivera, fantastic coach.
0: Yeah, I think this is a team I predicted to go three and thirteen last year. So
1: they, probably the uh, same for me too. Yeah,
0: certainly turned it around. And I I agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, not much holes on this team, to be honest. Right. I think it's certainly fair of you to say that this is the best defense in the league. I'm just looking at all the teams real quick, and I mean the only teams that I can really think rival them are the Bucks.
1: Defense wise.
0: Defense wise, yeah.
1: I think the Steelers and the Bucks.
0: Bucks Steelers. I mean, I think they're Forty def- Niners, maybe, but
1: okay. I think yeah, three Niners and then like the Bears and Ram- or the Ravens up there, but yeah.
0: Regardless, they're I think they're top Bills. three for sure, and I love the additions they made too. Uh, Jamming Davis in the draft, yeah. they bring in William Jackson, solid addition in the secondary. If there was some weakness on the the football team's uh, roster, it would probably be the secondary in terms of their defense. But you know they address it with uh, with Jackson as well. The only thing is here is, yes, Ryan Fitzpatrick is an upgrade over the quarterback play they did have last year. But I do want everyone else to keep in mind as well that he is streaky and there's a reason why he hasn't been in one place for super long. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to rule out the possibility that he does kind of mess things up a little bit, but you can't deny that it is an upgrade at the same time. So I just don't want people to just absolutely assume that he's going to play perfect football for a 17 game stretch. Cause that's not something we should go into expecting. So we'll definitely have stretches and uh that's why I still have him around 500. So if, if he, you know, if he plays consistent football, I mean, this team could win 11, 12 games, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm just hedging myself a little bit by saying they will be a nine and eight.
1: I really thought they should have traded up to get a court one of these quarterbacks, like imagine them trading to get Justin Fields.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I would have them winning 15 games at that. Yeah. Time.
1: Like, I don't know. And like they're a young team, I really thought it would have made sense if they, um, spent this first and next year's first. I don't know. I thought yeah, it would make gonna, sense. It's gonna be but.
0: interesting to see what they do a quarterback in the future because I mean Fitzpatrick's obviously pretty old. He's not really in the future plans, and they're not gonna. They're I assume they're probably gonna be a good. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. So right, not gonna have a super high draft pick and. uh, It'll be interesting to see what they do at quarterback. I am intrigued to watch that. So yep. we'll move on to Dallas. Jack has them at 11-6 winning the division. I have them at 8-9 and nine coming in second place in the division. And what do you think? You can have the first word.
1: Dak is back. Now, I was a little nervous, not because of the ankle, but the shoulder. But all reports is a go for Dak. And I really do think he's... Uh, I'm not too concerned about the whole injury situation. Um, I think the thousand yard trio is gonna happen this year. I predicted it last year. obviously Phil Park is back was hurt. I think um at first, not at first, but I mean just think about it last year. I was Zeke didn't look good. um, I think he's I'm gonna expect him to bounce back this year, but, quite a bit with Dak back and also the offensive line being more healthy uh pff ranked their offensive line as number six overall which i thought it's higher than i thought but kind of makes sense with tyron smith and loyal collins being healthy zach martin's still there um can't recall the two other guys they got there uh but Connor williams yeah he's one um still a solid offensive line unit um I think the offense is gonna be great. Uh, Now the defense is the concern. Defense was pretty bad last year, but with all the draft picks they had, I think the front seven could be decent. Um, Michael Parsons, they spent their first round pick on. I think he's gonna be great. I still like Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch despite some injury concerns. Um, I still think they can get after the quarterback decently. Uh, secondary is pretty iffy Uh, it's not great I will admit but healthy Dak I mean I think you may be a little uh, bearish on the uh, Cowboys at eight wins because of your concerns with Dak's injury but if he's healthy he's going to keep them in games so I don't think the secondary is going to be too much of a hindrance I don't know
0: yeah you kind of uh, took the words right out of my mouth. I I'm not overly concerned, but I am I am slightly worried about it. Um, so I, I for that reason I have them at eight and nine. I'm, I'm also concerned concerned about the defense as well. Uh, Micah Parsons. I don't know how much he can completely revamp the whole entire defense. I still think the problems go further than that. I will say though, I did I do think Dan Quinn is a good hire defensive coordinator. So, uh, Stan Quinn, someone that. I mean, I wouldn't say he was completely useless as a head coach. He did have moments. He did go to the Super Bowl, so there is that, and he did have some success some years. But overall, I think he fits better in a, in a defensive coordinator role. And he's obviously – he's a good defensive mind, and I think this that's a good hire for them. So, you know, if he's there for a few years, I think he can definitely turn it around. But this year, I think there's definitely going to be some growing pains for the, uh, for the Dallas defense, so –
1: no injury, Dak, what do you think the record is? I mean, like, if he's just coming in fully healthy, like, yeah, no concern. That,
0: okay, so just pretend that didn't happen last year yeah. or whatever. Uh, i probably have him at t- 10 wins.
1: Okay. Something okay. like that. So I,
0: I think they would definitely – I mean, I have him one game away, almost winning the division anyway. So yeah. I would probably give them the slight edge and maybe have them at least tied with Washington or maybe slightly above them.
1: So. Wait, you had Washington going 9 and 8? Correct. Oh, okay.
0: All right, we'll move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Jack had them going seven and ten. I have them going six and eleven. And what do you uh what do you think about the Eagles here?
1: Um, I'll start with the offensive line. Good offensive line. Brandon Brooks is back. Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson both very great, uh, highly ranked at their respective positions. Um, Andre Dillard's got to step up this year in year two. Year two, right? Yeah. Um, draft Landon Dickerson, who has had some injury concerns throughout college, but if he stays in the field, it's going to round out the offensive line very nicely. Um, I mean, I think just the pressing uh, thing to watch for, Jalen Hurts, see what Hurts can do. Um, I think they need to know after this year if he's their guy or not. Um, I guess defensively, secondary should be good i wrote but really isn't <laughs> um slay was dairy slay was pretty bad last year steven nelson who they brought in was pretty bad too um anthony harris I thought a good addition um their linebacking unit i was uh not impressed with which i think is going to show pretty heavily um But their their front guys with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Javon Hargrave, they're going to do well stopping the run. Um, I don't know. They're just honestly not very good. And I think Eagles fans would or they should admit that. I think 7 and 10 is pretty generous in my opinion. I could see them going. If things go poorly, like 4 and 13, absolute ceiling like 8 and 9.
0: I think that's a fair range of outcomes for this team. As I, as you said, I had them uh six and 11, I think it's a pretty average offensive line. I think if everyone stays healthy, he could uh, maybe be a little bit above average. Not so sure about Sirion as a head coach again, mm-hmm. hasn't coached a game yet, but you know, seems he's, weird. He's pretty, he's pretty young. And uh, obviously he has, this is his first experience as a head coach, but. I'm uh, not overly confident in his, in the prospect of him being effective in the first year. I actually, I actually like the, the additions in the secondary. I think Nelson can kind of, kind maybe of, maybe he can bounce
1: back. Yeah. I think he can bounce scenery? back.
0: And I think Anthony Harris is solid as well. So I think the secondary can actually be okay. Uh, the rest, rest of the defense is, I, mean, I have some questions about, Love Devonte Smith. I know he was battling a little bit of an injury a couple weeks ago, but I think he is fantastic. I think there's really no weaknesses to his game, and the only the only negative you really see about the scouting reports about Smith is his weight. And if that just wasn't the case, he would just be—I don't know—he would have been the absolute consensus number one over Chase. So
1: the only I, concern I have about him is that the Eagles drafted him.
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, their developmental history is uh, not too encouraging, but. Mm-hmm. I think he can probably break the mold and I, I, I really like Smith. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to have a great career in the NFL and yeah, obviously they lose Carson Wentz and uh, it's obviously the most notable uh, subtraction for the team. All right, we'll move on to the final team here of our NFL preview. It's the New York giants. We both have them at five. No, you have them at six and 11. I have them at five and 12, correct?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right, so they they lose Kevin Zeitler and Dalvin Tomlinson this offseason. Two underrated losses, in my opinion. I think they were a, a pretty solid players um, last year. They bring in Kadarius, Tony in the draft, uh, Adoree Jackson, and Kenny Galladay. So they definitely make some uh, slight improvements on the outside, for sure. Saquon Barkley... Probably going to be okay for Week One, um, mm-hmm. but coming in still recovering from that ACL tear from last year. They have the 32nd out of 32 teams ranked offensive line in the NFL according to Pro Football Focus. It's pretty bad. They lose Zeitler this year, so it might be even worse than last year. Andrew Thomas did not look good in his rookie season. Um, they must be kicking themselves for not taking Tristan Wirfs. So that's uh, that's not good, and. You know, the defense got some solid pieces. James Bradbury had a very good year last year. Uh, Leonard Williams. So it's it's a pretty solid defensive unit, I think. I think they're pretty well balanced and Joe Judge is a is, you know pretty good coach in that regard. I just think the offense is going to be absolutely terrible this year. I just don't I don't see it. I think Jones is gonna get beat up. I think Saquon's still gonna be battling some health concerns from last year, and I think Jones is out of there next year or at least should be out of there next year. I mean, who knows how loyal they are to him, but I think uh, he, it, it should be very apparent that he, will, it, they should, he should not be the quarterbacks in, in 2022 and beyond.
1: Um, yeah, not to echo too much what you said, I agree. Um, terrible offensive line. And Daniel Jones is probably the worst quarterback under pressure, so that's a pretty bad combination. Um, And he's got weapons to throw to now uh, with bringing in Galladay. I love Slayton and think Shepard's still good too. And I don't know, I'm not too concerned about Saquon's health. So it's just another weapon he's got. Um the I actually think defense is really good. As you said, they got a lot of solid players and playmakers. Danes Bradbury, who I believe led the league in the interceptions last year. Or was like up there with I think Howard. Did. Howard. He was like up there with Howard and JC Jackson, but um Leonard Williams. Although overpaid this offseason, still very good, and they got other guys like Logan Ryan, Dory Jackson, Jarrell Peppers, their secondary, and uh, to round out their front seven with Leonard Williams, Blake Martinez, Dexter Lawrence, or other notables. I think this is a very good defensive unit. Just the offense is going to be pretty abysmal, and that's a lot on Daniel Jones, who I think is pretty bad, and the offensive line is very bad too. So there you have it.
0: All right. So it is now time as we close out our preview uh, episode for the NFC, we're going to read off our seeds and then uh, we will say who's coming out of the NFC. And then we're going to save our Super Bowl prediction for our Super Bowl winner, if you will, for the uh, next episode, as well as our uh, awards. We'll be going over all the major awards, MVP, offense player of the year, defensive player of the year, offenses and defense, rookie of the year, coach of the year and comeback player of the year. And as we said earlier, we'll also be giving some DFS advice and uh, week one betting as well. So, kind of a mix of everything for our 150th episode. But without further ado, you can go ahead and uh, read your seeds one through seven, Jack, in the NFC.
1: One seed, Bucks, two Packers, three Seahawks, four Cowboys, five Rams, six Washington, seven Vikings.
0: Okay. I have. Dropped a paper. Number one, Bucks. Number two, Rams. Number three, Bears. Number four, football team. Number five, 49ers. Number six, Seahawks. And number seven, Saints.
1: Okay. Who so you got winning at all? I mean, winning the NFC.
0: I have the Los Angeles Rams. I do too. Whoa, we have the same Super Bowl. Yep. Huh. That's interesting. Okay. All right. So there you have it. Jack and I have the same Super Bowl this year, which I feel like we have not agreed on the past couple seasons. But here we are. We have the same we will see if we agree on the awards. I, I doubt we do. That would be pretty uh pretty coincidental. But yeah. Maybe a couple, but who knows. Actually, I'm gonna predict right now. We're gonna agree on two awards
1: out of six or seven. Seven. Did you
0: do your awards yet? I didn't. Okay. I I I think I I think I already did mine, but I I anticipate we're gonna agree on two of them. Okay. All right. All right. There you have it, folks. There's our NFL preview. Um, as always, thank you to Mr. T's tuxedos, and be sure to follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Good luck, everyone, in your fantasy drafts this season. It's certainly well into draft season. Many of you probably already have drafted teams. Jack and I have a draft. By the time you're hearing this, it may have already happened. It's it's uh, Wednesday night, September 1st. We also have one on Sunday night, uh, September 5th. So we will uh, certainly be, you know, diving into that this weekend as we have all off season. And we wish you luck on your upcoming drafts in the upcoming fantasy season. Unless you're Sibby, we don't wish you luck. (laughs) Um, And TJ, you're going to need the luck. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next time.
1: See ya.